0: You're listening to the Nate Lull Podcast. Download each new episode on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. And now, here's Nate.
1: Hey, welcome back once again, everybody. I'm Nate Lull for the Nate Lull Podcast. Always appreciate you listening in. And today we're on to episode 11 of the podcast, and we're joined by Oneonta Senior Graham Wooden. And I'm already going to have to put it out there that we'll have to have Graham on back again because we really didn't get to touch too much on football and some of the other clubs that he's involved in. He's another one of these athletes that's involved in so much. I uh, just wanted to highlight some of the things that Graham is involved in outside of sports. He's a student council president, senior class president, future business leaders of America member, history club, and he started the NAACP Youth Ambassadors Club this summer. So that's just a little bit of what he is into, and we talk more about it during his interview today. But definitely, we spent so much time on basketball and his career there and what his legacy will be at Oneonta, his relationship with Coach Mackey, his AAU life. Uh, talking about his family, that we just kind of ran out of some time, so we'll have to have Graham on again. And he's just another tremendous leader in our area, a great young man. And we'll be heading to Division Two Mansfield to play basketball next year. So best of luck to him. And another thing we didn't get into, we didn't even really touch on the Oneonta and Norwich rivalry, which I know is huge. I wanted to ask him some more about uh, their battles with Seton Catholic and some other stack things, but uh, we just ran out of time. So we'll definitely have to have him back on again. Want to give a quick shout out to our special sponsors. They make the podcast possible, and we've had a couple of more sign on this week, so really appreciate that. I know this is a long list, but please try to support these businesses during these tough times and of course one of our big sponsors is NYCM insurance of Edmiston and I saw this week that they are giving two hundred and fifty dollars to every employee uh, that works for them it's just something to help out their employees during this time. And they said, if you don't need it, try to pass it on to someone who does. I just thought that was a really neat part of their culture. And it's not like they're a small company. They have eight or 900 employees. So when you do the math there, that's a very generous gift by NYCM. Some of our other special sponsors who I know are taking good care of their employees as well include Sportsfield Specialties of Delhi, Shenango Memorial Hospital of Norwich, Northern Eagle Redemption Center of Oneonta, Chandelo Federal Credit Union of Franklin Preferred Mutual Insurance Company of New Berlin The Amphenol Corporation of Sydney SFCU C.H. Lander's Funeral Chapel of Sydney The Leatherstocking Group of Cooperstown They are your registered mortgage brokers AL Fox Hospital and their Tritown Campus in Sydney The Franklin Railroad Museum, of course, one of our new sponsors this week, as well as Huff Ice Cream of Sydney and Benson Agency Real Estate in Oneonta. Thank you for coming on board the podcast as sponsors. Also, Certified Auto Outlet of Oneonta. Gilbert Plumbing and Heating of Gilbertsville, Clark Sports Center of Cooperstown, Certified Financial Planner Ed Curley, and the Delaware National Bank of Delhi. So a huge thank you once again to all our special sponsors. Please enjoy my talk today with Graham Wooden. He's a senior at Oneonta and just a great young man. I think you'll enjoy this one. So here we go, episode 11 of the Nate Lull podcast. Here we go. Hey, welcome back, everybody! Episode eleven of the Nate Law Podcast, and today's guest is Oneonta Senior Graham Wooden, uh, one of the best athletes in the area. Had a lot of requests to have him on, so Graham, welcome uh, to the Nate Law Podcast.
0: Uh, thanks, Nate. Uh, thanks for having me.
1: Sure, no problem. And I'm going to have some curveballs for you today because I went behind your back a little bit, had a long chat with Coach Mackey about you, so I have some good curveballs to throw at you.
0: Hi, right, awesome.
1: All right. <laughs> so first off. You know, you're in quarantine now, senior year. Uh, it has to be really tough. And we've asked this to all the seniors we've talked to about just not being able to go to school and have some of those senior year experiences. How hard that been right now?
0: Um, for me personally, it really hasn't been that hard just because I got surgery on my knee, so I'm recovering. So, I mean, for me, it's a blessing just because I have the time to, you know, really focus on getting my knee strengthened and icing and stuff like that. So... Compared to other people who have the spring sport and teams that were still going basketball, I feel awful for them. So it's not that bad, but it still stinks not being able to see my friends, seeing the teachers, and just hanging out with people that I love to hang out with all the time at school and just seeing every day.
1: We'll talk a little bit more about your knee surgery because during the year, I know you hurt your knee. You were able to kind of rehab a little bit and still get back out on the floor to help finish part of the season. So, tell us exactly what happened.
0: I've been struggling with this knee injury for a while now. Uh, last spring, I went to get it checked out and the doctor said that it was just a lesion in the cartilage of my knee. So, he said you shouldn't get surgery just because there's no point. There's more of a risk if you get surgery. So he sent me to physical therapy, and I started to strengthen the muscles around it. Went from there, and it still hurt like a lot when I was playing. It hurt to uh, you know, get in a defensive stand, slide, just little things like that. That definitely affected my game. I mean, there's really nothing else I could do. Even rest, like I rested it for a month, three weeks, because I hurt my ankle, too, at the end of the season last year. So it still didn't really get that much better. So then this year comes by, and so far it was fine. It's different movements, really. I'm not jumping as much. It's on the turf, and that uh, gives, like, a little give. So it, it helped it, definitely. And then going on basketball, onto the hardwood. It hurt at the beginning of the season, and then just got used to it a little bit. And then it got worse. So I had to get surgery at the end of the season. There's a piece of cartilage that was torn behind my kneecap. And I basically just got it filled in. And now I'm on the road to recovery. It takes about four months for me to be fully back to physical activity.
1: We, we certainly wish you the, the best in your recovery, and during this recovery time, and, and we'll get into your Oneonta career, obviously, but you made your college basketball decision to go to Mansfield, so uh, what all went into your decision? I, I know it was a long process. You had a lot to think about, a lot of different offers, and tell us why you uh, selected Mansfield.
0: Um, Mansfield, when I went on a visit there, it just felt like the place for me, that feel once you're on campus. I just had a really good relationship with their coaches. Not like I didn't with other teams, but um, Coach Senecy and Coach Turner, you know, they're really great guys, and I just had a strong connection with them, especially Coach Senecy, because he just seemed like a father figure. Like, some of the things he said uh, to my dad and to me on my visit were very impressive. Coach Turner, he's a younger guy. He's a year older than my older brother, so that's it was a cool dynamic in our relationship because he's my coach. So I respect him that way, but also he's, like, younger, so we kind of have that, like, brother relationship, I guess you would say. And then other factors, I'm going for biology uh, pre-med. So they have a a good biology program, and they're small classes, so I really can get that one-on-one and not have to focus about, you know, the whole crowd. So those are pretty much the factors in mind, Decision, you know, academics. I really like the athletics, and then just the lifestyle there on campus was, it it best suited me.
1: Do you have an idea of what you would want to do in the future academically? I know you just talked about biology and pre-med, anything specific?
0: Yeah, right now, I want to be a physician's assistant, so we'll see how that goes. You know, I just really wanted to get my foot into medical, healthcare, and explore potential jobs I want to do in the future, but right now... I'll get my bachelor's. I'll go on to medical school, graduate school, PE school. So,
1: oh, That's excellent. So definitely best of luck with that as well. You know, let's look into your time here at Oneonta. But before I, I kind of throw those questions at you, what was your relationship like with Coach Mackey? You guys have been tight for a long time, and, and you've played for him for a long time.
0: Yeah, so Coach is great. He's awesome. He's really inspired me to become the person I am today. He's helped me and guided me a lot. It started really when I was younger because my brother, he played for him. So I would always go to the games. I mean, I I went to the games when Alex Morabito, Dan O'Brien, all of them were playing. So I've had a relationship with Coach Mackie since then. When I started in seventh grade, he asked me to move up to JV. So, he's always kept tabs on me, and he's always <laughs> joked around with my older brother, like, oh, your brother is about to be better than you, blah, blah, blah. So, it's always, been, it's always been funny. And now, into high school, he's always believed in me, and the first couple of years, you know, he was tough on me just because he wanted to show me, you know, this is how varsity sports is, this is what you're going to have to experience. He supported me no matter what, so... We'll always have that tight relationship,
1: and I I really wish him the best. One of the things Coach Mackey said to me was, you know, he's always said that you're a scholarship talent, but you're an even better person and leader, and he really pointed to the way you've embraced the legacy of of Oneonta basketball and your role in it. So how or or where did that come from, you think?
0: Um, I would say it really came from, you know, my parents and my brother. Like, he's always been a nice kid, and he's always been a leader. So he really inspired me to become a leader and I've always admired that. My goal always growing up is I wanted to be something like that and I wanted to like inspire younger kids too. I wanted to make my mark on this program and have a, like a legacy, not necessarily basketball-wise, but I wanted to make a mark to inspire the younger kids because that's really what builds the program when I was younger, I was small. I was really small, and I'm still pretty small. Like I'm only six foot. You don't have to be the biggest guy. You don't have to be the fastest guy. You don't have to have the best jump shot. But if you work hard, if you're a leader, if you have good chemistry with your teammates, then you guys can win games. That's what you know. My goal was ever since I was little, growing up, just seeing my brother do what he did. So
1: now you mentioned watching your brother's team and Alex Morabito and. I I think from my outside perspective that there's a pretty rich tradition with Oneana basketball and some real big names that have come out of the program. Was it your goal to try to be remembered along with those guys and, and to have your name somewhere down the road, years down the road, to hey, Graham was one of the best to do it at Oneana?
0: You know, that was my goal, but I didn't focus on that too much. I just worked hard every day and I knew if I worked hard and you know I was a good person then you know, maybe that would happen, but I didn't necessarily focus on like being great only on a basketball player. I just focused more on being a great basketball player in general. And then hopefully
1: the winning,
0: all the other things would just come by itself. So I wouldn't say I necessarily focused on being a great, but I definitely wanted to.
1: You had also mentioned earlier that Coach Mackey brought you up early in your career, and he stressed Mm -hmm. to me, he goes, Graham's one of the few boys in Oneonta history that that came up to varsity in eighth grade. It just doesn't happen there. And you made an impact. Uh, He was wondering about your first game when you played Windsor, what your memories were from that game, because you did come in and and have an immediate impact as an eighth grader.
0: Yeah, that game, uh, I was so nervous just because I was tiny. I was really tiny. And I I was tiny, I was skinny, like... (laughs) <laughs> I wasn't, what you would say, like the basketball body type, but um, yeah, I was nervous, but I, I just knew that I should just go in there, help out the team, you know, hit jumpers, because I remember we, we had Dan and Joku, Garrett Hazard, Dave Wessels, he Mark, so like all those guys, they really, they helped me a lot, they really guided me, supported me, and especially in that game. They really just attacked and gave me open shots. You know, I knocked some down, and I just tried to, you know, play good offense and, you know, lock up on defense. So there, it was a lot of emotions going on through that game, but I just tried to block all of the other
1: stuff and just play my game. So one of your good friends at Oneana is Teddy McGraw, who signed his national letter of intent to play baseball at Wake Forest, and it was pretty major news when he announced that he was going to have surgery and he was going to have to miss the season. What was that like for you? How quickly did you change gears and kind of get the team uh, together and keep their spirits up during that time?
0: Yeah, it was definitely hard for, obviously, him, for me as well, just because, you know, we've grown up together and we've always played together, so it was definitely difficult. But to be honest, like this this year it was kinda like it felt like it never happened, you know what I mean? It went so fast, so surreal. So, yeah, it it was it was definitely hard. I felt bad for him, especially just because you could tell that he really wanted to be out there and he really wanted to play. And he's the type of kid that like keeps it all in and stuff, so it was it was just hard to see that. So we would have talks after games and just, you know, talk about life, talk about basketball, his future, my future, and stuff like that. I, I I definitely think that helped him just to get all of his emotions out of him. So definitely the best moment that we had this year was senior night when he got to go out and play. That was so special. It was a very emotional moment, but it was really special. I'm glad he got to play and you know, go from there. But it, it's all worth it because he's going to go to Wake Forest and he's going to do a really good job. And then hopefully, you know, he gets drafted, goes to the MLB, has a great career. So I think it'll all work out. You know, everything happens for a reason. And he definitely understands that. He has a Good head on the shoulders for sure.
1: I'm hoping to have him on the podcast at some point, but as you know, probably better than anybody. Uh, I don't know if I could get more than about five minutes out of him. He's not much of a talker.
0: Yeah, he's not much of a talker, but if he'll talk. He'll definitely talk um, if he opens up. He'll definitely talk.
1: Well, we'll definitely we'll definitely work on that. So I talked with Coach Mackey a lot, and you know, he's always said you've been a leader at OHS in sports, in schoolwork, student government, and of course in music. And I want to ask you more about that, but as your senior years kind of winding down, and you talked about it before, having an impact on younger students and athletes to strive for excellence. What do you think, or what do you hope your legacy will be at OHS?
0: I hope that, uh, for a while, I think my legacy will be, you know, pretty good. I think I've made an impact a lot in my school, not just athletically, but like you said, like leadership-wise and even academic-wise. I just think that, I've inspired, like, younger kids to just show them that you don't have to be one-dimensional. You can be three-dimensional, meaning, like, you can play sports and be a good athlete, but it's important to be involved in clubs and be a leader and then put the work in in the classroom and have good academics and then also just be a good person because all the other stuff go a long way, not just athletics. For me, like, a lot of the coaches that were recruiting me, majority of them didn't even see me playing in person they just saw me play on film they heard good things about me because a lot of the coaches in college they, they talk like all of them talk so it's important to have a good reputation so for me it was, it was mostly just they heard I had good character I was a good kid I had good academics I, I was involved in extracurricular activities I was a, a leader so majority of the stuff that um They recruited me from was just other stuff that wasn't related to athletics. And then, obviously, you know, I had to be a good basketball player. But I just hope that the kids younger than me, even in my grade, know that, you know, they can do whatever they want to do. They just have to put their mind to it. They just have to keep working, keep grinding, and just be a good person, be good to your friends good to the other peers and then teachers and that's what I wanted to portray the other people in my schools.
1: So it had to be a special night when you joined the One Thousand Career Point Club. And one thing that strikes me is that not many guys it's a pretty short list at OHS, so what's it mean to you that you'll be remembered as as getting to that milestone?
0: Yeah, that night was very special to me. A bunch of my family came. The atmosphere in the in the gymnasium was just awesome. it's awesome to be on like you said the short list i don't really think about it too much just because teddy he could have been on it and i feel awful for him it's not like he doesn't really care but he knows that like i said before everything happens for a reason and stuff so he's happy for me i don't know it just you think when you're growing up you know that moment will be you'll be like really really happy but i never was really satisfied like that night we actually lost so i was kind of bummed about that, you know, I I didn't really think about that that much after the game just because I was trying to be optimistic and, you know, just enjoy the moment because you don't really get moments like that all the time. So I tried to not think about it, but I still wasn't really satisfied because I knew I had more work to do. I knew as a team we had more work to do. I wanted to, you know, eventually win a stack championship or um, a second championship. So that's what I was really focused on after the thousand point game.
1: So your family has been such an important part of supporting your journey but how specifically has your older brother Bryce influenced you in your life?
0: He's influenced me a lot he's helped me a lot with recruiting basketball drills and really with football too because he played at Brockport he was a linebacker so he's really helped me a lot and like I said before and I'll keep saying this he's inspired me so much just not even athletically uh personally he's inspired me because He's a very nice person, very caring, very loving. And as my older brother, like, a lot of siblings, they fight and stuff. We never really fought. He never really engaged in anything. A lot of older brothers like to toughen up their younger brothers, you know what I mean? But that was never him. He was always caring. He was always loving. Yeah, like I said before, he helped me out so much, and I couldn't thank him enough.
1: Now, I know your family, and this is maybe something that people don't know, is is a big music family, and... Yeah, yeah. I was just wondering how much that plays into your current lifestyle and how much it uh is a hobby for you off the court and if you could just talk a little bit about that.
0: My dad, he's a really good singer. He's a local DJ and he's pretty notorious around this area. He can really sing, he's a good singer. My older brother is a really good singer, and then the star of the family is really my younger brother, like they say, Oh yeah, oh Graham, you're so good at Athletic stuff, Bryce was so good at athletics, but Isaac's really the star of the family for sure. He, he does musicals. One summer he was in three musicals, I swear, and he just, he was awesome in all of them. He's a really good singer, he can dance, he's really three-dimensional when it comes to theater and music and stuff like that. I don't know, it's hard, like I, I guess I'm a good singer, but, you know, it's hard to really say that when you got my dad, my brother, and my little brother, so. But I'm involved in concert choir for two years. I did NISMA solos. I did all state level six. My first year, I got a ninety eight on all state solo. and then last year, I unfortunately got a ninety nine I didn't make it to all state, but it's just all fun. It's all a good experience. I love doing choir because this gives me a time to really relax. It's very good for relieving stress. So music's definitely important to my family. I'm also I'll probably add. When I was a freshman, I was actually in a band. We're called Uncle John and the Turtles. Yeah, it's, it's one thing I look back and laugh at. But it was an awesome time. You know, they brought me in because I played keyboard. You know, I was all right. But it was just fun because they just brought me in. We had a good time. We had a couple concerts at, like, the school. But um, it's just awesome. And music is always going to be a part of my life. And it's not like Affleck's because it lasts forever.
1: Uncle John and the Turtles. I like it. So, <laughs>
0: so corny. So corny, but it's awesome.
1: Oh, it's great. So quickly, before we wrap up, I wanted to, to touch a little bit on AAU. I know that's something that's really important to you, and you've made a lot of great friends and connections, and um, you know, not only playing with the Hoosiers, but some other teams, and just what AAU meant to you over the years.
0: Yeah, AAU meant a lot to me. I really had to sacrifice other things to play AAU. Like, I used to play baseball, and I had to give that up just because baseball wasn't necessarily going to get me to where I wanted to be, and AU was. Just to get on the scene, get that exposure, just get the experience playing against better players. So, AU definitely helped me enhance, you know, my recruiting, and AU is so special. You know, you play so many games, you don't really have the time to really think, I guess you would say, but, you know, after the games... You have so much fun with your teammates, so much fun with your coaches in the hotels, at the restaurants. It just, It's really enjoyable, and it's something that I'll look at, back to and say, like, wow, I'm so glad that I gave up the things that I did to do uh, AAU. It helped me a lot. I'll just remember all the memories and moments that I've had with my teammates and all the relationships I made, too, and Andy Gravlin and Dylan Jackledge. Have helped me through the AAU scene a lot, and especially Andy Gravlin. He's helped me so much with recruiting. It's unbelievable. He's reached out to so many coaches. Really helped me get my name out there. He's really the person that pushed me and gave me the confidence. Because after sophomore year, I really, I, I had like no confidence. I barely would shoot threes, especially. I just didn't have any confidence in my shot. And he's really the one that you know got me on like a weightlifting program, he got me on some drills that I could do. Went from there, and ever since, I've definitely improved so much, but I really couldn't do it without him. So I thank him, and I really couldn't thank him enough.
1: So what's the uh, what's the go-to spot to eat in Oneonta?
0: Uh The go-to spot for me, I would probably say the go-to is probably like Tino's. That's kind of a generic answer, but I do like Tino's a lot. Kind of like a hangout spot, you know what I mean? I go there with my friends. But sometimes I get sick of that, so I like going to, like, a Tokyo. You get some Japanese food, or even, I'm a big Panera guy. So I like going to Panera. I go there before every game. My teammates will tell you every time, like, they come in the locker room, they're like, oh, here's Graham again with his Asian sesame chicken salad and broccoli cheddar soup. That's me. I'm that guy. <laughs>
1: no, it's uh, it's all good choices, man. All good choices, so... Well, that'll wrap it up. I think we'll have to have you on again to to talk Mansfield and, and all that. So, uh, Graham Wooden, Episode 11 of the podcast, thanks again for coming on, man.
0: Yeah, thanks for having me. Have a good one, Nate.
1: This is Nate Lull, Episode 11 in the books of the Nate Lull Podcast. Stay tuned. Some more big guests and some big stories coming this week. So stay tuned, stay safe out there, and we'll see you soon on the Nate Lull Podcast.
0: You've been listening to the Nate Law Podcast. Download each new episode on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts.